was just punching my head against the mic. Welcome to the Genre Cult Podcast. Discussions and opinions on obscure electronic music micro-genres. Today they will probably discuss something that is not even a thing. We in here. Yeah, boy. Boy. Uh, yes, we're back. Yeah. After not really a break, but no. you know. It felt like a break. It's kind of. For us, I don't know why. Yeah. But it did. We're a bit maybe like a week late. Or maybe it's because <laughs> we didn't do a genre. But we are Genre Cult Podcast. Mm. I am Alex. I am Eugene. And we discuss genres. Mm. Um, and we're going to do that again today. And we're going to do that today. Mm. We, we had that. We had that mid-year special maybe that's why it feels like a break yeah because we haven't actually discussed a genre in a bit we kind of made fun of a bunch of genres that were not (laughs) definitely not things like oblique club and fucking mutey bass or whatever the shit it was yeah i know i'm just making that up right now but yeah yeah. um yeah this time it's well is it a thing hmm jury's out jury is a little bit out but look it's it is a thing that happened. Maybe it was a trend Yep. more than anything else. Maybe it was an there's aesthetic. Maybe it was a vibe. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's that whole... But basically, it's baseline. It is. Just say. Yeah. Bass. Baseline. B-A-S-S. Like bass. Like actual... Like yeah. a baseline. Not bassline. Now, um, funny story. So, my peripheral understanding of baseline as a genre comes from only one source. That being Blackout Crew's Put a Donk on It. Where they say, as part of the chorus... Baseline, and then play a bit of baseline, and then put a donk on it, right? Yeah. And I always thought that they were just talking about electro. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go through genres. Put a donk on it, and it never stood out to me that baseline was the only one of those things that they've just talked about to put a donk on that was not a genre, (laughs) and it is a genre, as it turns out. Baseline is a genre. Uh, I wonder if yeah. I wonder if Mum has listened to Blackout Crew. Uh, my mum, I'm sure I've played it to her in jest. <laughs> Good. Well, maybe, maybe we'll even skip to a uh, checking that out explanation. Explain them. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> I started to wonder if I rang the right number. Well, what are we? What's it on tonight? Um. So yeah, this month is baseline, which I know doesn't sound like a genre, really. Yeah. Just seems- my brain's not working so good because I feel a little bit sick. Maybe I need to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't die. That was just because I laughed a little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait, no, I just want to make it. I'm just going to have one more sip of my tea. Oh, God, that's nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this this month we looked into uh, Baseline, which is uh, from, well, it, it kind of got made very popular in the kind of north of the UK a bit. Okay. So like Sheffield. Do you yeah. know where Sheffield is? I know where York is. I that was... I think it's near there, but I don't really know. Um, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Because we were we were at Norwich, which was um, eastern northeastern. Yeah. But it wasn't right up the top. Yeah, it's actually pretty much in the middle. So oh, is not, it? Not right up the top. Um, okay. So yeah, like it's pretty much east. We'd have of, to get either, really. You wouldn't. Oh, maybe it is. East of Liverpool. Ah. So and you've got like Manchester and stuff at the same kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so it's there. Oh. Yeah. Is there a lot of bands that play it there, or is there just one band? Uh, well, so what what it was is it was kind of there was a nightclub in Sheffield called Niche. And the yeah. music sometimes even gets called niche um, because uh. that was like the one venue that was playing it twice a week for ages. Um, and the the style of music is really kind of um, very much your unts, 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 four to the floor type stuff, um, you know. Classic. What to the floor? Sorry, I didn't get four, that. Four to the floor. So but- you... What, Meaning what, what you would know is is doof, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so just that, yeah, constant four to the floor beat. Okay. Um, but then it's got so that's different from the rest of the UK because a lot of the rest of the UK had more of this like shuffle and this swing kind of thing going on. Okay. It wasn't as wasn't as just straight up dance kind of music, and so yeah, they, yeah, they were pushing that kind of thing, and then it's called baseline, effectively. Because when when it hits the main part of the song, all you've got is that kick drum, pretty much, and a really silly bass line. Like, doof, doof, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a bass line that just suddenly starts doing something really strange. <laughs> like, okay. The, the, basically, the bass line is the, the kind of hook and the part of the song that you'll be like, ah, oh, okay, now, now the song's happening. Yeah. But then they, they mix it in with all this other stuff as well, like... Uh, there was like, yeah, basically there was kind of pop songs in the mid two thousands and stuff that were baseline tracks, but um, it kind of yeah had you know that R and B kind of vocalist and then it goes down into the it has that in the kind of middle sections and then it goes into the baseline drop bit where you've just got yeah some bass warbling okay. along, yeah. And so the whole genre has been around since about 2002, or did they only just name it? Uh, it was kind of around, uh, like, late, like, around the 90s and stuff, there was stuff happening that was very similar, but I oh, guess, okay. yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's arguable that a lot of stuff's still happening that's really similar, and the name is, is just one of those things. Like, really, it's... It's almost like the name is more to do with the time and the place. Like it was being called that in that place at that time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you could hear the same thing somewhere else and it mightn't be called the same thing. It gets into that very uh, meta and, you know, only the people that actually care are the ones that will call it that. <laughs> or fight over what it is actually called. Yeah, exactly. Um... um- so, but if that's the case, has it spread from Sheffield and that area? Yeah, a bit. Like, and that I guess one of the one of the things um, is that uh, like a lot of it was being made in London, but it was being publicised in Sheffield. If that makes sense, like the club night in Sheffield was the place that was playing it. But yeah. That, there wasn't like even though a bunch of DJs and stuff did end up producing music there, 
it was something that was happening elsewhere kind of thing. But it, it it's definitely a very UK thing. Um, it doesn't... Wouldn't hear it on the radio here, you don't reckon? Um, not, not so much. There is one artist that's kind of broken out a bit, but he doesn't, you know, strictly do that, if that makes sense. Like, he, it is a sound that he uses, but... He mightn't even know that he's doing it, would he? Uh, yeah, well, no, he is known, like, he's... He is from Sheffield and he's known. Oh, he's from Sheffield. Okay. So it's a Sheffield known thing. Yeah. There is a little bit of a, I guess, pride element in it. <laughs> for, yeah. Or or even the other way around because, you know, some people definitely don't like it very much. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, I'll have to listen to some. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I actually will. I'll link you up some right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all interesting. Bass, bass. <laughs> I'll ba- remember. Bass line. Oh, bass line, not just bass. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I need to see. I need to write these down in a little book. <laughs> so you can remember. <laughs> so that I can go back over which which ones I know, which ones I don't. Mm. Yeah. Are you a Satanist? You involved in some kind of cult? Thanks, Mum. Cheers. That was, uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Mm. Bass, bass line. Put a donk on it. Northerners. Effectively, it's, that's it. It's like, you know, Northerners doing... Nor- Northern uh, England. We're Northern England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, doing doing their version of Garage, I mm. guess. Um, I mean, there's... It's kind of, uh, I guess, one of the things that I began to notice is listen to a bit of Baseline, then I listened to a bit of the kind of speed garage from the early 90s, and I was like, ooh. Almost exactly the same. Fairly <laughs> lot similar. <laughs> um, uh, especially, uh, I mean, yeah, the, we'll, we'll have a couple of interviews and stuff that talk a, mm. a bit more about this this kind of stuff, but really the, the general vibe was that um, in the the kind of north of England, specifically Sheffield, you had um, DJs in this one club night called Niche that was just pushing this one sound, and they were a weekly club night, like Fridays and Saturdays. Right. And so that's kind of where it's like it's sometimes even referred to as Niche, um, mm. as the actual genre. It's sometimes referred to as just like four by four. Because um, it's like Gee, that's, f- that's not confusing at all. <laughs> the the four by four version of garage, I guess. Yeah, and okay. even when when you hear like some people do designate a difference between baseline and four by four, where four by four is the more, uh, like straight commercially version. oh okay kind of yeah, straight yeah. version. Um, whereas baseline is is kind of the darker, more speed garage interesting vibe. Um, yeah, the, I, I think the, the two versions uh, were, were referred to as like there's the one that's uh, uses is the kind of happy organ sound. No, the one, thing. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's like the yeah kind of darker speed garage stuff. So what I thought I'd do is I'd even um, just play R.I.P. Groove. Um, which is a speed garage track, like at 140 BPM. He's literally like turned up <laughs> the BPM right now. <laughs> He's just adjusted it. Yeah. Just All right. Let, this is good. Let's hear it. Yeah.
Speed, speed garage. Yeah, banging with with ridiculous bass lines. We were just saying uh, <laughs> when Alex first was hearing that track. Um, what's it called? Uh, it's Who's called the Who's Bad Man. The bad man. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we were listening to a bunch of like you know online versions of it, and that bass line is silly distorted, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the only way that you know that you haven't got a very bad rip of it is because the percussion in the intro is super clean. Yep. <laughs> 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 I think that's fantastic. Basically, man. <laughs> it is really good. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. It and then is it kind of grows on you. And it's yeah. just like, nah, I like of, that silly clippy distortion. distortion. <laughs> it's just like, yep. 
So good. And yeah, so they, they were both, they normally sit around 1.30, both played a lot faster, uh, which is pretty much all all there was to baseline, in a way. 140 for you playing at one, home? Yeah, 140-ish. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at the tracks here, you know, they're one, 138 to, to 140. Oh, yeah, let's not get specific. Yeah, maybe we will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess a, a point of... Um, uh, a kind of very key point that one of the interviews that, that we'll listen to later um, pointed out was the fact that lots of people say the baseline comes comes from Sheffield, mm. whereas realistically it was just promoted the largest there. Right, there was a lot of producers in London making baseline, and mm. then that music was being played in Sheffield. And if you've ever listened to not even archives or even some earlier genre cult episodes, you'll know that I'm really passionate about the idea of like a regionalized sound. Yeah. And yeah. and this just kind of feels bad. I don't know. <laughs> if like I wanted it to be just Shetfi- Sheffield. Yeah. I yeah. almost said Shetfield. Shetfield. I'm sorry, Harley. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. It, it, it really just does seem like that's the place where... It, they they ran with a sound right. and just like but it's not like back in the day where you could say like Detroit techno came from Detroit yeah right yeah <laughs> no that's I I would agree that that's that's but totally but the case. predominantly the sound was being promoted in Sheffield yeah yeah and yep. it was being promoted there and because of that you know a lot of the DJs and stuff did become promote like producer DJs mm-hmm. as well and. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of, and obviously because there was so much of it around there, there was a lot of producers that yep. began, you know, popping up around that yeah, area as yeah. well. Um, I feel really bad that I don't 100% know, but I'm going to say D-Explicit uh, from London was one of these early baseline producers that was doing the kind of darker darker side of, of fast speed garage. And uh, we'll have a listen to some of that. Can we just re- rewind for a sec? Fast yep. Speed Garage. Faster. <laughs> well, Speed Garage was always like 130. So this is just... You've got to make know, it a little, little bit faster. A that little is, bit faster. As um, a name, that's great. It is It is great. And I guess, uh, yeah, part of the thing as well is that like you start definitely treading heavily in grime territory here. But yeah. with a four to the floor. Yeah. Uh, but let's have a listen. Let's...
Mm. So as as we were just saying, uh, there's definitely that that element of your your kind of playful naivete. Uh, just yeah, that, that word the weird yeah. weird weird baselines that just kind of jump jump around a bit, a bit, bit um, cartoonish, a yeah, bit, bit yeah. like I don't know, chavvy. Yeah, Is that offensive. It's, I don't know. Look, I, I say anything goes right now. Yeah, we can. It's, yeah, it's just a bit like, let's get our drink on and then listen to some silly music. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's kind of how I felt about Jungle back in the day. It was just like silly basslines that were all over the shop. Yeah, and then yeah. a bit of like ruckus excitement from Eamon breaks. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think. Next, we we might jump to um, the kind of other other side of it a little bit. The the kind of more um, I guess poppy kind of mm. kind of side that it's you. It's a bit cleaner. Yeah, it's, yeah. cleaner production. Um, and yeah, th- there's definitely this this kind of element that you you've got. It's like it's grime with a four four. Mm. Plus this like weird R and B influence that a lot of the tracks are just like an R and B track with a four four like it, it, I listened to a bunch that I was just like this is actually really strange <laughs> like it's a strange combination of yeah. sounds because that like that initial like if you take it back to the like initial dark garage thing mm. is is really kind of dark and like pumping but then yeah you add this kind of lush r&b vocal over mm. the top of that stuff and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> um but it's yeah i i don't mind it actually yeah so yeah let's listen to this track i'm, I'm trying to decide which one um we might go actually yeah let's do this okay. uh, this, this track gonna tell them what we're listening to Gemma yeah. Gemma fox yep. who's a, a kind of i guess uk pop singer correct uh, with a track called Boxes, which is the delinquent remix. Okay. Where, you know, fairly well known in the baseline scene. Oh, yeah. Name um, check. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but yeah, you're here. This is It's like pop garage, but with a baseline. But drop. it's funny, like, yeah, this became distinctly baseline. You're right. This yeah. sound kind of was definitely reinforced in a long way. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's listen. Have a listen.
Because the headphones aren't plugged into the other thing. Oh, that's cool. That's all right. We're keeping all this in. That's good. You no. no, you don't get to do that. Come on. Uh, if this doesn't make it to the cut, I'll be very angry. Okay, maybe, okay. maybe cuts. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, Pale Face featuring Kyla with a track called Do You Mind? Mm, which I has do. A, a Crazy Cousins mix that I think we played in the UK Funky Show. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, yeah, because I, when I first heard that track, I was like, I really recognize. Mm. Why, why do I? Uh, so yeah, there there is you know a lot of those other kind of crossovers, but yeah, that's that's two of the kind of I guess I I think they're slightly earlier examples of the the R and B ish uh, uh, style mm. of um, thing. And what uh, we'll we'll go into an interview with Paleface, uh, but first we'll we'll listen to the breakout track essentially that you know gets referenced in this interview a bit which is a track called heartbroken by t2 um which is yeah effectively it it, it hit number one in the uk Mm. um and yeah uh there's a couple of reasons as to why which you'll you'll hear about in the interview Mm. but uh yeah it's it's purely baseline it's very much like what all these previous tracks are but you know what it's it's actually a killer track yeah it is a really good track um and, you know, maybe that's all it needs. It's funny. We were just saying, like, we kind of figured out the juxtaposition of, like, the sexy female R&B vocal against, like, the real dumb bassline <laughs> is, is what's grating about it. Because you're just kind of, like, like, a little bit seducted by, you know, some sexy girl whispering about whether I would yeah. mind if she took me home. And, that's, like, that's fine. That's she can take the, me home. Maybe it is just the club way. It's like, yeah. the girls get the little sexy bit, but then all the, like, <laughs> big lads are just like, meh, 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 meh. Yep. Yep. They get their drops still. That's right. And for <laughs> anyone that's not viewing in the studio, like, a la, not me, Alex just did some real good, like, bro fucking bro dance, dance moves. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Bro style. Yeah. Lad style. Lad even. style. Correct. All right, let's have a listen and then we'll get into a pale face interview. (laughs) 
that we do is called genre cult um which basically we we don't obsess over pigeonholing things but at the same time we're fascinated by uh the fact that pigeonholes exist effectively yeah. <laughs> um yeah if that makes sense so uh the this this month's show we we are talking about baseline um so, I guess, for our listeners, if you want to just uh, introduce yourself. Well, I'm DJ Powerface. Um, produced many genres, but it's predominantly been 4-4 drum pattern orientated electronical music. Yes. Um, <laughs> again, the pigeonholing, um, people say I produce bass line, um, funky house, 4-4 garage, garage house music so it's all to me it's all the same thing um yeah i was like variation of bpm (laughs) but yeah it's pretty much so much the same thing yeah that's something that that i was actually uh, curious to to ask what your opinion on it was because through like listening to a whole bunch of stuff and then even going back and listening to like uh, a whole bunch of early like 90s speed garage and stuff like that it's really similar in in kind of tone colors and and structure and everything like that um, yeah what what people call baseline effectively uh, what people call baseline um i think baseline got into the into the main public eye when um ministry of sound used to sounds of the baseline compilation cd um that's for me when everyone started to jump onto the bandwagon before that it had i would say um a three-year underground run where it was seen as a genre. Uh, it was mainly situated in the north of England. It wasn't in London at all whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and it was predominantly 4-4 garage music um, by the likes of myself, Delinquent, um, The Explicit. Yeah. Uh, and there was a few north northern producers as well, such as FB and Zibar, um, Buddha, and... DJQ um, that always that also lived within the surrounding areas where it was popular. Um, it got popular because they were ha- they were um, putting on club nights in Sheffield, Manchester, yeah. and the DJs that were playing there would play a particular type of what we were what we would call garage, yeah. um, but would just be the the the, the dark end four four side of things, which only a few people were doing, um, and. To be to be really honest and fair, it was um, the the producers that were making the baseline, barring the explicit with power, obviously, 
but they weren't they weren't that successful with radio play and club support within the normal garage scene so yeah. it's sort of like um it fused together this collective of people um which were all supporting the same stuff and so you uh, you were f- you're from london originally but you moved moved up north and that's when you first kind of came across that that whole kind came of across scene? the nights yeah i came yeah. across the nights um i actually remember it quite clear uh I was visiting some family that lives up in Wakefield and um, I went to Leeds and I had some tunes on my laptop that I hadn't finished making yet, but um, yeah. they were just like draft format. So I um, went down to this radio called Fresh FM and they said, you give me some tunes, give me some tunes. So I gave them, I said, they're not finished, but you can play them. Like, they're not finished yet. Um, so they played them, then they played them in the club and it was really refreshing that um, people was playing new, new music in a club they haven't heard before and they were actually enjoying it um whereas opposed to what was happening at london at the time it was the same tunes that were getting played every dj's set was near enough the same the yeah. same music um so yeah that was that was really refreshing um and i think living up there uh, i i start i moved up there six months after i found out about club nights and all that sort of stuff um and it was random how I moved up there as well. But um, I was already aware of it before I moved up to the area. Um, but you had to be up there to know what was going on. Yeah, that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And because and there was there was stuff happening other than just the, the niche club nights. Like I think it, in, in all the kind of history of baseline stuff, it's, it, it is very much kind of pushed towards niche being the, the kind of main place but uh i think i read something about you saying that there was like uh, a whole bunch of other kind of raves and stuff going on around that time there, as well there was there was um uh there was but i think to be fair yeah they were emulating what was going on at niche yeah um, no that's there were, that there were all sense. other there were all other clubs but then saying that saying that um there's another because baseline as as we know it is the dark sort of bass orientated driven speed garage so to speak yeah and that's yeah, yeah. what that's what's on all the cds but um then you had a you had an, another side of it um which we, the biggest example i'd say is the platinum h2a record what's it going to be which was also seen as baseline but it was um it was organ driven baseline music and that was there was two completely separate entities of it um the people that like the organ baseline like Danny Bond and other DJs like that had their own had their own following had had their own um sort of genre within baseline um and that's the one that didn't really come to light uh but everyone keyed it down to niche because that was that was the like speaking point of it. Um, yeah. it was on there every single week, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, right. Um, it was the same DJs playing that particular type of music. So you knew if you went there, that was what you was gonna hear. Hence, it probably stemmed in. So yeah, I guess all all that stuff was happening, and then uh, the uh, whole T two heartbroken track like made the charts. Yeah, I guess later on, like at. Uh, how like where were you at in in music when that that type of thing happened was like was it unexpected or was it, it kind wasn't of unexpected all right um with t2's heartbroken 
a, the, a guy. All right, with, with T2, yeah. T2 signed up an EP to um, a press and distribution deal with the guy that was distributing my records. I'm a guy called Mystic Matt. Yeah. Um, and his deal with Mr. Matt was to press up my records and I will put them out there and we go 50-50 on the, on the money from it. Nobody was really pressing up vinyls at the time. People still aren't pressing up vinyls now. Um, it's sort of like a dead market, but um, we were still from a background of like selling records, so that's what we was doing. Yeah. So Matt pressed up, uh, I think it was... Pressed up on, I think it was Powerhouse Productions. It was the label that they made up, and it had a couple of T2's first dubs on it. Um, so that went really well. And Matt yeah. said, "T, give me the Heartbroken to press up." Um, I wanted to sign it for for Northern Line at the time, but Matt managed to wrangle it um, <laughs> as, he, as he normally does. Um, Dang. But um, so he wrangled Heartbroken off of T2 on a press and distribution deal. Yeah. Um, and he managed to press and distribute enough that it was in the one extra chart for the whole of the summer. Yeah. Um, the one extra chart was strictly based upon vinyl sales. Right. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. from it being number one in the one extra chart for X, for X amount of weeks all through the summer, one extra called it the summer anthem because everyone's playing it. Um, by this stage, because it was in the one extra chart, people like Cameo jumped on board and, one extra really got behind it and that sort of stuff. Um, and then, as it normally happens, a couple of rich people went and managed T2 and placed the tune with a major record company, um, which was the whole point of what we were trying to avoid when it came to doing baseline stuff in yeah, the first yeah, place. And yeah. started up the labels because there was no, there was no, um, there was no vessel. There was nothing there. Um, but yeah, so that that happened. Um, Due to like ran T two wasn't even gonna press it up or put it out. It was just a tune that you had yeah, sitting right. down on a CD. That, that's um, crazy because I, I did also yeah, read fairly recently that there was something about the uh, even like uh, the vocalist on there not getting yeah the full she didn't get she, and, she and, didn't get her bodies. and i'm assuming that, that was just because from from the sounds of it it's just you know it all just kind of happened out of everyone's hands like it wasn't yeah to a degree to a degree yeah yeah <laughs> to a degree but um they um t t and jody they weren't they weren't the best of friends like before yeah. matt even put it out yeah, and uh right, right they they everyone was aware of what publishing was so like it was it was a it was a pretty um grim situation mm, to that yeah, manner yeah. <laughs> did uh, i guess the the other other side of things that, that ends up getting discussed uh, going back mm -hmm. to the whole niche uh thing is is the fact that uh, there was obviously the whole whole fallout of of niche getting shut down due to to police and everything like that um with, like, yeah. did you ever have any kind of negative stigma where you tried to distance yourself from, like, the, the term baseline or, or niche or anything like that? Um, I never tried to distance from niche. Um, when niche got shut down, um, it's when DJQ was playing there at the time. Yeah, right. And something happened in niche, and it was it was a bit suspicious in my eyes. Um it was the normal niche residents playing at the time and Q was booked down there and then Q got, um, Q got a ban. He couldn't play anywhere in Sheffield because apparently he had um, a horrible following. Um, niche shut down 
a week later, the people that um, run Niche, um, the whole crew, like Nev Wright, um, Duggan, they had a new club down the road called Club Vibe, where they just moved it to. Um, yeah, right, and yeah. they changed the policy. They said they're not playing any dubs. It's going to be pure vocal music and organ music and happy vibes and trying to bring it back like the way it was beforehand, um, which led to sort of like a segregation by itself. Um, Q wasn't allowed to play in Sheffield. Therefore, Q can't play at Club Vibe. Um, I was never booked at Niche, so therefore they're not going to book me in because of the, to- the sort of music which I'm making. I'm not making happy music. I'm making yeah. the bass-driven stuff. So it's sort of segregated itself. I wouldn't say um, anyone distanced um, themselves yeah, yeah. from it. Just, it just kind of yeah. that way. Yep. But what was also happening as well at the time, before Niche shut down, another club um, didn't even have a name. It was called Sheridan's or unit 51 but it opened up in um, a small village up in Dewsbury and it would start at one and end it and end at eight in the morning yeah. and so we was I was playing down there every week he was there every week and a couple of like um well TT was down there uh TS7 got booked down there as well uh TRC EJ like all the other people which was still pushing the sound but not pushing the happy sound was getting booked down at um down at this gaff yeah Whereas Duggan and Sean Bangor Scott weren't getting booked down at the gaff. So it looked like there was a segregation. Vinny wouldn't book him at Dewsbury and we weren't getting booked at um, Club Vibe or anything. Um, so it, it segregated, but not through any, anyone saying, oh, I'm distancing myself. It just, yeah, yeah. And that chain reaction of events. Now with the fader, mix it up now with the fader, mix it up now with the fader, fader, fader. Ghost man, DJ, come on. Get back with my crew, nothing to do. Jumping the road about half past two. Can't pull over with that out window. Looking shifty, bass on the speaker. SD, it's a lady. Come in my right and chat to me. And MC, that's what you need. Good circuit, rides so sleazy. Step to the beat, step to the flow. In the club or on radio, what the future. I remember at the time when we were doing the baseline um, club nights, um, there was a strong policy that no MCs are to host. No MCs, we don't pay no MC tracks, no right, no MCs, right. like nothing. Yeah, um, there was, I think, the, I think the, then, um, the Delinquent and Denaro track they used to get played, and even that was like, no, nah, you can't be playing MC tunes in this sort of music, man, like you're going to bring in the wrong crowd. So, yeah, um, yeah I think even if they all made bassline tunes under Grime, the bassline actual controllers, so to speak, would, like, that's not bassline. That's that's just grime on a four four beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Thanks again, and yeah, cool man. Cool. Have a good day. You too, bruv. Take right. care. Catch up.
just wanna talk to you and tell you how I feel. Every time I see your face, I know this love is real. I need you, girl, you are the only one for me. So what's it gonna be? So what's it gonna be? gonna do uh so that's the other big baseline track that uh you know took off hit the charts etc every time i see your face i want to talk to you uh, hmm. hh2o featuring platinum <laughs> featuring plat platinum that's good uh yeah so that's h2o the producer uh yeah. and they like they're still doing really kind of poppy house electro stuff right um <laughs> And yeah, that was, I guess, the, the kind of breakthrough little moment. And then you, you definitely hear that organ kind of style of bassline in that track more than any of the others. Mm. That it's like, really, the bassline is still there and you've still got the same kind of vibe. But but it's organ stabs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not the, uh, it's not that wobbly, you know, dark, LFO, wobbly yeah. weirdness um, of some of the other stuff, which... I guess yeah, maybe we'll we'll do a quick aside and have a have a quick listen to this track that um I I stumbled upon and was a little bit shocked by shocked. <laughs> he was shocked. I was shocked. This is good. All right, I'm um, ready to be shocked. Cause yeah, there's there's some content in it that uh I wasn't quite ready for. Whoa. Uh, so look, we'll we'll play. Oh yeah, okay. I know where you're going here. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll play a Reserve little bit. Reserve judgment. We are open-minded individuals. Yep. And I'm playing this because it's something I discovered, and this is the correct. Internet. And the views expressed within this song do not necessarily <laughs> express the views of the hosts of the show. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just. As former prime minister. And leader of the opposition, I'm here. And I believe that all forgot should get a bullet. All who agreed me, let me hear you say bullet, 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 bullet. And let me tell you something. If another man wink at you, I think him should get some bullet, 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 bullet. Any man ride a ass, if it's even a girl ass, you're still a fucking faggot. I think you forget some bullet, 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 bullet. Any man touch another man, pull on another man underpants, or even look at a man too hard if they get some bullet. All work with me, let me yell a bullet. Bullet, Any man don't like vagina, forget. Now, hold up, hold up. 
<laughs> so, oh, rewind did, selector. Did, did we get the gist? Did you get? <laughs> did you get the homophobic rant that Mister Bullet 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 wanted to throw at you? If you if you be tugging on another man's underwear, Bullet 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 Bullet. Apparently, if if you be winking upon Ooh, another man, if you be or looking something. too hard at another man, Bullet Bullet Bullet. bullet, bullet. bullet. I don't know. I feel like that's an I extreme just, reaction. I, it's. <laughs> I, I just feel like, like no. Okay, let's go on record. We don't have to be. We don't have to be like sensitive about this. No, I'm. Bunch I was of homophobe. literally wow. shocked yeah. to the core mm. and like the content. And it was on it uh, where I first came across it uh, was in a mix. And then like it, within the mix, you know, the the vocal bit just kind of gets mixed out a bit, and then yeah. the the drop happens, and it was and like, like oh, oh drop cool oh, yeah, yeah nice. Right. Uh, but then I like found the full track and the YouTube like description was literally similar kind oh, of thing yeah, all caps wow. oh, batty boys blah, oh, blah, blah, and I was like oh, okay shit um, so <laughs> so we're playing it as an educational opportunity yeah exactly um, let's yeah. let's just rewind to I mean fast forward to the drop hey wow do uh, some more rewinding yeah no I'll just do all those okay <laughs> Bones on the mic, you what you want. Get mad all you like, you what you want. No beef, just fight, you what you want. We get 
Let the crowd hide you what you want. It's bones on the mic. You what you want. Get mad all you like. You what you want. No beef, just fight. You what you want. Well, I'm back on the track again. Making over MC sound whack again. DJ Q with the beats again. Make DJs don't wanna play again. Got the crowd bouncing in the club again. It's a baseline thing, so don't ask again. Got the ravers on their feet again. When the crowd make noise, reload again. Baseline getting me on wild again. Sexy ladies in the place again. Some boy test me, better think again. Champagne got my head all light again. Don't watch no face up your ends again. All tight chef needs some money again. Bristol Pool and Birmingham. Baseline crew get mad again. We get the crowd hype. You what you want? It's bones on the mic. You what? You want, get mad all you like, you want, you want, no beef to spice, you want, you want, we get the crowd hype, you want, you want, it's bones on the mic, you want, you want, get mad all you like, you want, you want, no beef to spice, you want, you want, we get the crowd hype, you want, you want, it's bones on the mic, you want, you want, get mad all you like, you want, you want, no beef to spice, you want, you want, we get the crowd hype, you want, you want, it's bones on the mic, you want, you want, get mad all you like, you want, you want, no beef to spice, you want, you want. JQ like wall something something <laughs> uh, so with with MC Bones so that that's definitely getting to that that kind of grime MC yeah style and and out of the weird homophobic gang baseline yeah. territory so, yeah we I fade, uh, mix that track out quite yeah. quickly um, with extreme prejudice it's, it's, look it's it's a thing that it's obviously story, happened yep, yep. and you know. We're, we're, I'm not we played plenty of hate-filled music, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just that it's, not, it's not always so specific towards like yeah. one group. God exactly. damn. Yeah. Rough. Uh, Rough. Yeah, so I guess uh, another another side of, of things. So DJQ is, is from uh, kind of north of England. He was one of those producers that was definitely pushing... Um, pushing the sound really really well and he kind of i guess took off on his own a little bit and like he's he's really kind of the poster boy for baseline internationally i think um just because yeah out of people that you've heard of it's it's only gonna be him Mm -hmm. and and definitely like he's he's been releasing heaps of stuff recently that's really good um so i might even just go go straight into another djq track and then, uh, yeah, come back. So this is this is actually the track that convinced me the baseline's a thing. Just saying. Okay, I'm ready um, to be convinced. I was like, all right, yep, done. <laughs> That's lock that one away. Genre. <laughs> um, and it kind of actually, funnily enough, doesn't stick to a lot of the tropes of heaps of other baseline uh, that I've listened to. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it remains true to its roots. You're in here. some ways, okay. Yeah.
junglers. All the junglers. All of them. Then, then baseline drop mm. of the millennia. I wasn't. It's funny. Like, <laughs> I wasn't convinced all the way up to that build. I'm like, dude, this is just like uh, an homage to jungle. It's one of them jungle throwback tracks. And then, and then it's like that baseline. Yeah, it's undeniably baseline. <laughs> that yeah. pretty much defines the genre. And it's funny. Like you're talking about how it diverges from a lot of the classic tropes. Yeah, that's what I know as baseline baseline sound now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, I mean, uh, so many of the, the tracks do have that element, but then they'll add either you know the R and B esque things, or they'll or they'll go jungle throwback, darker, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that is clearly, I think, just that you know, real focus on the bass driven, four mm. to the floor. And yeah, and, and when it drops, it just does away with everything else that was the homage to whatever it was. Yeah. And then it's like, focuses, hey, check this, this silly bass line bass. Yeah. yeah. Here is what we're doing now. Yeah. It is the bass. Um, so, yeah, on, on I guess uh, we, we might cut to the next interview, which is actually with a uh, one of the producers of a documentary that should be coming out, they hope, sometime this year. Which and we you know, know about we this know about that too. Kind of we life. thought that our documentary was coming out what like sometime two years ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, we only filmed it last year. Yeah, Give okay. us a break. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting interesting project, and I guess the the kind of story of of niche the nightclub is um a particularly interesting one because yeah. there, there's the whole fact that it, it got shut down and and the rest of it and what that meant for baseline. Uh, but yeah, let, let's have a listen to that interview now. Welcome to the Genre Cult Podcast. Uh, we have Evelyn from drop the story of baseline documentary uh can you tell us a bit of uh, the background of of the project that you're working on okay so uh we're all independent filmmakers we all met while we were at university in sheffield a few years ago and we really liked the story obviously we walked past the old sydney street building which was the original niche where the sort of genre was publicised and got really popular. Um, so we walked past it every day and we sort of knew a couple of the stories, like everything that most people sort of know through hearsay, like oh, someone got stabbed and things like that, So, which we thought was bad because obviously a lot of music came out of that building and we wanted to know why it was tainted and actually about the people that were involved in the scene and the work that they put in. And obviously how the closure of niche and therefore how baseline was affected by that more popularized and then declined again, how that affected all the music and the people involved. Within Sheffield, is it is it the type of thing that it's it's music that like most, I guess, young people do know about or, or somehow relate to in, in some way? Surprisingly, no, in Sheffield, <laughs> Baseline yeah. is actually sort of, until sort of recently, it's quite a taboo word. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really get 
it doesn't get played in Sheffield anymore, not really, because of everything that went on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the restrictions on the licensing and the way the police approach the music genre. Yeah, yeah. So um, it generally doesn't get heard. There's quite a lot of um, other genres that get played in Sheffield, so like Jack in House and yeah. other sort of variations of House that are really similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are a couple of kids that are sort of like younger that listen to it but it's a mixture of sort of older generations um it sort of depends on what type of baseline you're looking for as to what audience you'll find and uh, i guess uh yeah within within the documentary is what uh what are some of the kind of main exciting interviews and stuff that that you've grabbed so far um so we've interviewed all of the sort of key players or as many as we could. There's yeah. still so many that we could do. Um, so, but in terms of, if starting with like Sheffield and Niche, yeah. we interviewed the, all the original or as many original DJs as we could. So, um, that was like the Skelton Brothers, uh, Jamie Ferguson, who was playing when the Sydney Street Club got raided in 2005. Yeah. Um, Sean Banger Scott, who and Jamie Duggan and Nev Wright, who are known as the Niche Elite. And then we interviewed Steve and Kate Baxendale, who were the owners of the club. Yeah. And then from there, we interviewed a few of their bouncers. And then from there, we went out on a wider search and we interviewed some producers that were from Sheffield and worked for other labels that the music was being played in Niche and at other venues. So we interviewed the guys from Reflective, who released the first baseline track. And then we also interviewed people like uh, Veteran, uh, Buddha, Detox. Then we went even further. We went down to Birmingham and Leicester. We did H2O um, and um, all of the sort of Wolverhampton guys. And then we went down to London and we interviewed the Wide Boys and T2 and a couple more of the mainstream artists that came over from Garage and Grime and things like that. So... We've tried to get a, a few different interviews from each different sort of area or a scene or little sort of sections. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a lot more interviews we could do. Like there were there was a couple more in London, but we just didn't have time. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we're, in total, we've probably got between 45 and 50 interviews. Yeah. A couple of those are group ones as well. So yeah. there's probably more people than there are interviews. I guess uh, in in terms of working on like even just working on this project, has there been any like negative uh, kind of um, stigma or anything attached to to the project due to the whole niche kind of? Uh, I'd say the biggest problem we've had is that we haven't been able to get any interviews from the police or the council. Yeah. Um, I've tried several different ways to approach them um even getting a written statement is a complete no-go they won't give any comment we want we'd like to have the police's opinion because otherwise it, it would give a lot more credit to the film in some ways but then it might discredit it in others yeah. so it's, it's a bit hard really but that's the main stigma that we've come across everyone in the scene's been really helpful though so the the way that it happened right after niche closed down the they moved to vibe is that right mm -hmm. so what happened was 
in Sheffield, there was other events going on. So, um, like Drewsbury and Leeds and uh, Manchester all had their own nights that had similar problems. Yep. But in Sheffield, the main problem was that Sydney Street, they believed, because people used to come out from all over um, to go to Niche because it was like the home of the genre. Yeah. Um, so in 2005, uh, the police raided Sydney Street. There was over 300 officers. It cost somewhere above £6,800. I think that's the right figure. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, and they raided it and they didn't really get anything. They arrested the managers, but they were never charged because they didn't have enough evidence. And they just essentially made the club shut down. They put it under the crack house legislation when really they didn't find anything in comparison to other clubs around the UK. It was hardly anything. Yeah. Um, for example, Gate Crasher was down the road. The, I've, we've been told in a couple of interviews that there was a similar raid there and it, they found like 300 pills and stuff like that. And the Gate Crasher didn't shut down because of that. Um, but Niche did. And the operation actually was called Operation Repatriation, which means to send people back to where they came from. So they essentially were saying that you're bringing too many outsiders into the city, we're going to send them back. And they were saying that it was too much of an urban culture, and they said it in a couple of newspaper interviews. So essentially there's a sort of argument there about how the police feel about urban culture. Yeah. Um, but then after Sydney Street shut down, it moved. Uh, one group of the DJs moved to a club in Attercliffe, which is sort of about 20 minutes or so away. Um, and they had issues there and the police shut that down. They also moved, Steve, the manager of Niche, moved the night to a club called The Limit, which had its own issues at the same time anyway. Um, and then eventually they moved to this venue, which was called Vibe for a long time. Yeah. And uh, they eventually did name it Niche. Um, and that ran from, I think it was 2006 or seven until 2010 and it was niche for the last year of its life um and the issue actually was that the police um overturned some of the decisions that steve made when he while he was owning it and forced him to let certain people in the club and then four people got stabbed i think it was four four or five people got stabbed two weeks after the police did that and the police brought in more restrictions and essentially it was that you had to sign up and you had to be a member of the club. So you had to provide your ID a week before, fill out all these forms. And like it was, it made it unviable because you couldn't just rock up and go in and have a good night. It had to be completely planned. And the, the audience that was going to the club nights, they were going there because it was obviously the home for it. Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of what it wasn't the sort of audience that would sign up to things like this. So essentially it killed his trade and they opened after they put the restrictions in and there was hardly anyone there. Hundreds of police everywhere just waiting for something to happen. So Steve shut the club and moved yeah. and it no longer lives in Sheffield. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really brief history of niche and the yeah, brand yeah. and how it moved. Yeah. Um, like, the music was sort of made in London and it was publicised in Sheffield. Yeah. And I, I think the main thing people get confused about is that 
niche didn't necessarily make the music but mm. it publicized it and it made it gave the genre a home yeah. so i think that's probably quite important to clarify that niche didn't make it but it publicized it and yeah the music was quite often made in london yeah yeah for me having djq like toured australia recently for example yeah he did he did um, australia and new zealand didn't he yeah yeah and that um i don't know i i feel like in a way that there, there is this kind of at least yeah at least from an outsider's perspective this kind of renewed interest in in baseline like there was also the uh um vice story about mm-hmm. about niche and everything that got released um like have have you been seeing even like any kind of renewed interest for it within Sheffield as well or yeah totally since we started there was hardly any niche events or even baseline events for that matter um we went to a club in manchester well early on in the first month or so when we were filming we went to a few clubs that had baseline nights on but none of them were in sheffield Mm. and maybe about six months in because we sort of do it on and off whenever we get time because we will have other filmmaker jobs um there was a niche night in sheffield so we all we all go is at the big o2 um, and it was coupled with an event called Sidewinder, which is Garage. Yep, yep. Um, and we went and essentially, it was it was quite busy. They put the niche music in the second room, which is a lot smaller, and it was packed. And the Sidewinder room, which was huge, was completely empty, <laughs> which is such a shame because they put a lot of the larger niche DJs on, on the big room, yeah. like Jamie Duggan, and they were playing to completely empty audiences Mm. and the thing that we noticed the most was that there was a high police presence they were walking through the venue there was metal detectors and this isn't a venue that would normally have metal detectors um so there was there was a night on but it was obviously heavily restricted and then very recently in about the last five four to five months there's been reflective nights on which we've been to a few and they've been really good nights. They've been really well run. It has been old school baseline. It's not been the 4-4 baseline. So it's been more speed garage vibes, yep, yep. Um, which I think they, they believe dictates the audience, which isn't really for me to comment on because we experienced both baseline and 4-4 nights and we've enjoyed both. So um of garage i mean and four four nights and they're so they're both so good so but that's happened and they even did a night niche versus reflective so the brand is coming back into sheffield um so in theory it's it's getting stronger and obviously baseline sort of all music genres sort of circle round. so they all die and they have a bit of a go at it and something else does and then it comes back as something better um, and we've seen that recently with Garage um, coming back with the likes of Disclosure and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, there is a definite rise in it. Yeah. And we're just hoping that the doc can br- help it even yeah. more. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I guess what what is the, the future plan for the for the documentary? Like, where where are you at with it? So it's in post at the moment. Yep. We've just spent a whole month editing it and trying to cut it down and cut it down again. It's still um, very rough. 
yeah. because there's just so much that we could put in and it's trying to figure out the story arc yeah um so which we sort of know uh, well we do know but it's just trying to get the best things and because yeah. we've got yeah. so many interviews we've got so much choice um so it's definitely taking us a bit of time longer than we'd expected yeah. um and also because we're working elsewhere trying to get an editor for a whole month is an achievement in itself mm. so we did pretty well there we're hoping that we'll be finished by the end of the summer um and looking for a release later on in the year we're trying to figure out how to release it at the moment there's been a couple of different options but we really like as much creative control over it so that we can do it justice mm. um so a couple of those options don't give us that which is a shame um but the most likely option is that it'll go around film festivals if it gets picked up that's great but we were never aiming for that when we started out we just really wanted to tell the story yeah um because we are all relatively young um in terms to be making a feature documentary it's a bit crazy but uh yeah we're definitely we're definitely got high hopes for it yeah. And if nothing else, we're hoping that it changes a couple changes a couple of people's minds about the scene. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, thank you very much for. No, for thank you for having great sting <laughs> he's, a, he's a good guy yeah uh yeah so that was that was a cool little interview um and yeah we're definitely looking forward to that that project coming out i mm. want to see see them interviews yeah i just want more documentaries about niche music yeah like <laughs> exactly yeah. oh niche oh very good he did it very very well done uh all right we we might listen to just a, a couple more of i guess slightly newer stuff that, that's been coming out in the in recent years i, I guess kind of almost crossover baseline stuff almost maybe if that's even a thing yeah. uh but this is crossing over to what uh, well i i guess just like distancing themselves from <laughs> <laughs> is that no come on no no i, I get that though <laughs> something becomes in vogue and then it's like yep don't want anything to do with that but i still like yeah. the sound so here's a sort of new twist on it yeah um, and yeah, this is Burger Boy, who I do believe is from from the north of England as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a remix of a Mosca track, so Mosca's kind of you know well known in the the future UK bass 
music scene, I guess. And so I guess that's that's where there is being a bit of that's what the crossover, I mean by crossover yeah, yeah. is it's like this kind of yeah more intelligent. Intelligent is that a thing that we can Ooh, say? They used to say that on. as a as a they descriptor, did, like but then it sounds like it's so offensive to the other. Correct. Thing. Yeah, they, they weren't intelligent. What does that make the other shit dumb? You what? You well, what? honestly, um, when it comes to baseline, maybe. a little bit. Yeah, like uh, that's part of the aesthetic. I think it's a bit, you know. Silly. Silly is a nice way to put it. I, I'm just leaving this because the, the drop's about to happen. Yeah, cool. Uh, so let's let that happen. Yep. This is uh, Burger Boy Remix Tilt Shift. So intelligent. So, <laughs> perfect point. Look, I, <laughs> Just have that baseline drop. Very intelligent. It's excellent. <laughs> I love everything about it. Yeah, I, I want to um, hear more baseline crossover though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it. Look, it. I, I think it definitely has its place, and it, tons of the new DJQ stuff is like really, really good. It mm. doesn't sit within any tropes, and I, I know Paleface talked about that. That you know. Uh, a lot of these baseline producers sure, are just sure. producers. Um, yeah. And then they, they happen to do baseline as, as one of the things that they do. But mm. um, yeah. You know. But isn't that most producers now? I, I think it is a lot of producers now. But you, you still, you do still have some that, you know. Stick to their get, click. Get yeah. stick, stuck in. Stick, stick sticked in. Stick it is. Um, yeah. Well, we might, we might leave it with what, is arguably not even a baseline track. Oh, that's um, a good way to end off a baseline episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like to me, it, it fits in in so many of the tropes. Um, uh, but it, it very much, you know, fits within that that grime kind of uh, 
aesthetic a lot more, but it's got four to the floor mm. elements to it. Um, no vocal, and it's just, I, I don't know, for me, I, I was just like, uh, th- this track I've heard out a couple of times and is is killer. And This is just the track like that Alex track. wants Baseline to be, basically. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of mean, but true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we all have that one track that you latch onto and you're like, yeah. oh, I wish that whole genre was just that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. That's true. Well, I um, guess this is this is probably pretty close to that that uh, junglist. Track. Yeah. Oh, fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, word. Um, it's been genre called again. It has for another month, and we will. Yeah. You know, we will do another one. I guess. Nah. Next month. Yeah. Genres. Hit us up for them. Yeah. Someone yeah. Someone requested a witch house one. We have done a witch house one for not even, but you know. I wouldn't mind maybe revisiting witch house again. I yep. feel like some stuff's happened since we did it. Yeah, yeah. it's true that it. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's a weird clique of people that are doing it now that have like really turned it into something that I haven't really heard much of at all. So that sounds could be like cool. we might be doing witch house. Maybe we will. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Nice Let's have one. a listen to this track. Until next time. <laughs>